This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. One of the first pieces of legislation that's now under consideration in the Alabama legislature is the constitutional carry bill. House Bill 6 would remove the requirement for an Alabamian to pay a fee for a license in order to carry a concealed weapon. 21 other states have already passed similar legislation into law. The Alabama Sheriff's Association is currently opposed to passing this bill into law in Alabama, while the chairman of the Alabama Republican Party, John Wall, is in favor of its passage. State Representative Andrew Sorrell and Shane Stringer are backing the bill in the House. In the Alabama Senate, Gerald Allen has pre-filed the bill. Alabama Congressman Mo Brooks introduces a bill into the U.S. House that would allow state leadership to refuse the resettlement of illegal aliens within their state by the federal government. Brooks calls the Biden administration's policy in this regard reckless. He says the placement of illegal aliens in communities has left them in shambles. The bill from Brooks is called the Local Control Act. Federal agencies would be required to work in consultation with the governor of any state before any resettlement of illegals takes place. The governor also has the power to refuse such a resettlement. The bill will also require the observance of any locality that already has a law or policy in place that prohibits the transportation, housing, or resettlement of illegal aliens. Brooks says that when the federal government fails to enforce immigration law, it is the states that suffer the fallout. Brooks's bill recently gained the endorsement of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. It's official with Tim James, the son of former Governor Fob James, has qualified to run in the Republican primary against Governor Ivey. James spoke from the steps of the Capitol building. WIAT was there to capture it. We've reached the tipping point and we will turn back to our Judeo-Christian heritage or we will be ruled by some form of godless Marxism that controls every aspect of our lives under the yoke of fear and intimidation. This battle will not be easy, but will prevail. Alabama has always been mocked for our values, but God called this state to lead. And in the days ahead, America will turn to Alabama for counsel and wisdom because of the authority God placed on our shoulders years ago. Alabama honored the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when others turned away. If we continue to do that, we will be blessed beyond measure. Others who have joined the primary race to challenge Ivy are Lindy Blanchard, Dave Thomas, Lou Burdett, and Dean Odell. The U.S. Supreme Court has now weighed in on an Alabama case involving the ISIS bride from Hoover. Hoda Muthana will not be allowed back into the United States. Muthana secretly left her home back in 2014 to travel to Syria. There she married a jihadi man who died in battle. She ended up marrying two other men who all died in battle in Syria fighting for the Islamic State. Muthana also took to social media while she was there calling for terror attacks within the U.S. Muthana says she regrets her actions and has been asking to return to the U.S. since then. A federal judge determined that Muthana was not a U.S. citizen since she was born in New Jersey to a foreign diplomat from the country of Yemen. The Supreme Court refused to hear Muthana's appeal, leaving that lower court's decision in place. A two-acre children's garden 
is coming to Auburn. The university was given a $1.2 million gift by the Bonnie Plants Foundation to construct the project. The children's garden and pollinator garden will be for both students and community members to enjoy and develop a love of gardening. The gardens will include community outreach and educational programming. Work on the garden will begin later this year and opening is expected to be in the summer of 2023. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the education secretary under the Biden administration, Miguel Cardona, is being called on to resign after it's confirmed that he was the person behind the letter from the National School Board Association. That letter was sent to the Department of Justice to then initiate a memo to the FBI to investigate school board meetings where parents were demanding changes from school officials. It turns out a group of parents obtained the emails through the Freedom of Information Act and found out that Cardona was far more involved in crafting the letter than was realized. In one of the emails obtained by the parents, the NSBA secretary-treasurer wrote that the NSB interim CEO was writing a letter to the White House at the request of Education Secretary Cardona. Upon this news, Texas Senator Ted Cruz called it stunning, saying the original source of the letter that lobbied for the Biden administration to use the Patriot Act against parents deemed to be domestic terrorists was the Biden administration itself. There appears to be two more Democrats with no plans to kill the filibuster in the U.S. Senate. The effort to do away with the longstanding Senate rule is so that the Biden election overhaul bill can be passed with only a majority vote, not 60 votes. Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kristen Sinema of Arizona have already voiced concerns over ending the Senate filibuster, which is one of the only rules that gives the minority party some controls from being steamrolled by the majority party. Now two other senators are indicating that they're hesitant to vote away the filibuster. Those senators are Mark Kelly of Arizona and John Tester of Montana. The doctor who served on former President Donald Trump's White House Coronavirus Task Force is weighing in on lockdowns. Dr. Scott Atlas says with all the data compiled since COVID-19 first hit the U.S., makes it very clear that lockdowns are the worst thing to do to handle a virus. Here's the reality. The reality is the lockdowns killed people. Now, why do I say that? A, they convinced people to not go in to seek medical care and hospitals and medical care was actually shut down intentionally for many, many very serious critical diseases. And some of the statistics are, okay, of the 650,000 Americans who have cancer, half of them skipped their chemotherapy during the spring of 2020. About half of heart attack and stroke patients didn't call the ambulance because they were afraid to go into a medical facility. About two thirds to three fourths of cancer screenings were not done. 85% of living organ transplants were not done. That doesn't mean they didn't need the transplant. These diseases didn't go away. And when you close down things like that, it's not just that people die because of absent diagnosis or failed uh, you know, absence of treatment. We also shut down the schools and closed in families. And what did that do? Uh, well, uh, it, it, it really severely and heinously impacted our younger generation and children in the following way. In the spring alone, 300,000 cases of child abuse went unreported because schools are where child abuse is is the primary agency for noticing child abuse. It's not just that online learning is a failure documented. It's not just that uh, people miss their nutritional needs, is that people, uh, kids that needed a vision or hearing correction were not noticed. It's that severe pediatric emergency room child abuse cases where children brought in because the parents thought they killed them went up 35%. It's because of the massive psychological harm. If you looked at the CDC data, people in college 
one out of four American college age kids thought of killing themselves in June. Okay, so we are creating a massive psychiatric and public health catastrophe with the lockdowns. Dr. Scott Atlas spoke to Independent Institute, where he did a side-by-side comparison of two states with similar populations and climates, but with two very different approaches to handling the virus. Let's look at Florida versus California, two big states, two urban-rural mixed states, two heterogeneous, diverse population states with relatively similar climates. And we do a comparison like that, we see something. Florida, by the way, is the fifth fifth oldest state California is the seventh youngest state. So right away, Florida has a disadvantage because this disease kills the old people. But even regardless of that, Florida outperformed California on every single metric that is meaningful in the lockdown. Florida beat California significantly in age-adjusted COVID mortality for all population. Florida beat California in age-adjusted COVID mortality for people over 65. Florida beat California in excess mortality. Florida did better than California. California has one of the most stringent lockdown states in the country, and Florida is the least stringent. Florida didn't just do equal to California with its lockdowns. Florida did far better. And that's fact. And I, I don't I, I would love to hear the argument against that that is based on fact, because there's no data that is meaningful to support the other side. A federal judge determines that an antitrust lawsuit against Facebook can proceed. The Federal Trade Commission filed a complaint against Facebook for suppressing competition from rival companies after the FTC offered a revised complaint with more details of their allegations against Facebook, the judge denied Facebook's request for that case to be dismissed. U.S. District Judge James Boesberg wrote a 48-page opinion indicating that the FTC may face a difficult task in proving their allegations, but they did clear the first requirement necessary in any pleading. Another judge's decision could bring a prince across the pond to deal with a civil case. Prince Andrew is accused of sexual assault by Virginia Jeffrey in connection to the whole sex trafficking operation conducted by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Jeffrey is seeking damages through a civil lawsuit since she signed an agreement to not seek criminal charges. Andrew's attorneys have been seeking to get that civil case dismissed, but a U.S. judge said no, the case can be heard. And it could happen in New York City as soon as this September. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about the governor's recent State of the State address. The the governor, uh, Kay Ivey, um, did uh, provide her State of the State address last night. I said earlier it was not one that I would call like a, you know, a go get them speech. Um, and And I will say this, though, by the way. Kay Ivey used to give some go get them speeches. I, I've got, I, I can, by the way, I can remember when I first got elected in 2010 in the state Senate, I went to the inauguration and it, and by the way, if you've never had a chance to do that, I encourage you to do it. Go, go watch your state government and, and you know what? Enjoy some of the pomp and circumstance. I think the pomp and circumstance is sometimes kind of cool. And, and so the inauguration at the steps of the Capitol, in that case, it was Robert Bentley being sworn in, but they also swear in the other constitutional officers. And so they swore in, you know, the treasurer and the, and the attorney general and, and the lieutenant governor at the time was Kay Ivey. She gave the best speech of everybody and it was rallying and it was dynamic and she doesn't have that oomph anymore. Um, I don't know what's transpired. There's been questions about her health. I won't speculate because I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I will say this. She used to be a, you know, go get them uh, uh, personality. And, and some of that has waned.
uh, in recent years. You can find more of Phil Williams at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying the daily detail and want to get those reports directly to your electronic device, well, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And while you're there on the main page, feel free to drop me a five-star rating. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 